0: Whoa! Pick up your lager, it's time for Saga! Head to the fridge and go grab a lager We're gonna read a comic called Saga it's a space operatic adventure. It's not just for geeks, it's for those who love culture. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. It's a brilliant mashup of all of your favourite things. A girl with wings and a guy with horns. They're trying to protect their lovely little newborn. A cat who spots lies. A babysitter who is dead. There's even a man with the television for a head. He's got a television for a head. Whoa! That's right people we are back it's what saga we have had a little bit of a mini extended break uh, that is due to conflicting schedules if you will uh busy we are busy people with busy lives with stuff going on uh there is one uh <laughs> there's a there's a non regular member in the background um making noise but he will come into play later because he is bringing uh, my good co-host something and I say my good co-host because unfortunately sad news people uh, one third of our triumvirate uh, has unfortunately had to suspend negotiations for appearing on the pod that's right dave unfortunately uh has life has got in the way uh in a good way for him and the lovely sarah his wife hopefully uh more to be discussed on that i'm sure he'll come back on later but for the time being it's just me and of course the good lady the good lady (laughs) miss emma warrelo how are you hello
1: i'm good thanks chief i am good i'm i'm still here we miss dave but we miss we, Dave. We missed Dave. Onwards we march.
0: Onwards we march. We will get him back on for a guest slot, uh, especially to, if nothing else, to tell him how much his life has got harder with his new kid on the way. Exactly. Uh, exactly. There you go.
1: There you go. Um yeah, I'm good. I actually went out last night. It's a Monday today. I went out on a Sunday.
0: Goodness gracious. We're gonna peel back the curtain. This is an AM recording, people. This is a 9 30am recording. Yeah. So, you're looking fine, though, for it.
1: Am I? Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, well, I've just been to pick up the Sainsbury's food shop.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
1: and, I, uh, yeah, I went out last night, really, like, lastminute.com to see a comedian called Joanne McNally. I don't know if you've heard of her. Negative. Um, I'd never heard of her before. A uh, hairdresser recommended her podcast to me. Oh, look, my tea's coming in. Oh, my, look at this. My assistant, my intern. Thank you. Yes.
0: You live. Oh, it's very hot. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're oh, live. Oh. Oh,
1: sorry. Everything's balls to Ben. Hot as balls, <laughs> cold as balls.
0: Also, I, balls. I noticed when I was listening back to our Jaws audio experience, he said the word based about six times. Oh, look, they're land based. Oh, look, they're sea based. Oh, yeah. He yeah. likes based after yes. to, to yes. just context for where, yes. where people are and what they're doing. He
1: loves that. He's
0: very ball based. <laughs> ball based. <laughs> Well, oh, that's the name of the episode. Let me write that down. Ball-based. Right. Um,
1: yeah, so I went to this um, show. I'd never heard of her. My hairdresser was like, oh, you should listen to this podcast. Listen to the podcast. I was like, huh, I feel like I've seen this name. And I had. It was on our local theatre website. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go along to that. Um And It was really really funny. Uh, Her show is called the Prosecco Express. I did have a couple of friends there and yeah we boarded that train and had quite a few Proseccos (laughs) and we were there and we were all so cocky. We were like oh my god Sunday night it's the new Friday. Should we do this every week? And today I'm just like this is the worst way to start a week. I feel awful.
0: (laughs) Well we're going to raise spirits high uh, for the next 45 minutes as we discuss this issue but um yeah, so listen, you said you had a drink there. Just hold it up for me so I can see. Yeah, I'll take a snapshot. My,
1: I've got my Dorset tea oh, yes, yes. in my Dorset tea mug. We are yes. still hanging out for that sponsorship, Dorset we are. tea. Um, it's a peppermint variety. Okay,
0: I also have a tea. Lovely. Oh,
1: what a lovely cup. In an owl, an owl mug
0: that I bought for the wife for a birthday, and it is...
1: Mince pie flavoured tea?
0: Mince pie flavoured tea, baby. Yeah. That is... A fest- nice? let me read it for you a festive blend of black tea apple hibiscus cassia and clove with orange lemon and licorice does it
1: taste like a mince pie well let's give it a go that's a fancy cup
0: <sighs> they're nice cups then yeah i'll get you some for your birthday oh thanks oh it's nice and i'll tell you what i have uh, i know it's a drink for the show but i just at this 500 grams with a, sp- a 500 gram tub of hummus with a spoon No, nothing to dip in it. And that is Ramona's Heavenly Jalapeno Hummus.
1: That is making me want to vom. You're eating jalapeno hummus at 9.30am on a Monday. I ate the whole 500-gram tub of a spoon. Nothing dipped in it. God. I love hummus, but
0: not like a yoghurt. Well, there's a debate. We'll put this one up on the poll. Hummus or hummus? You decide, people. We'll put that up on the Instagram with a poll. We'll see what the voters say. But, yeah, busy week for the Chief. Um... Unfortunately, accident in the family, and everyone's okay now. But are you aware of something called a wobble board? Wobble board.
1: Wobble. Yeah, we got one of those.
0: Oh, uh, Okay, watch out. Now, I spoke to producer husband, and he says he's had some close shaves with this yeah. with the kids. Now, if you don't know, this is almost like a, imagine a semicircle, but it's a it's a slab of wood that's been bent into like a, a semicircle. Um, it's about yay wide, I'm holding up hands, you can't see, that's about a foot wide, 50 centimetres wide, something like that, Um, and maybe 30 centimetres, and it's hard, hard wood sandwiched together. It's rock, you know, adults can use this, and basically it's almost like a balance board, isn't it? You put your feet on either end, you wobble about, as in the name. Now, we got given this by Louise's sister, and Evelyn would flick hard down on one end with her foot, the other end would fling up towards her, and she'd catch it. But on Saturday, I had a call from the good lady wife saying we're on our way to A&E because she did not catch it that one time and it hit her square in the mouth. It's really heavy. It's really heavy. Yeah. And it's on eBay. I put it on eBay last night. Um, oh. And any funds gained from that are going to go to Evelyn. Because what happened was we went to A&E or she went to A&E. She said a lot of blood, but she's okay. She wasn't okay. A&E said nothing we can do. You need an emergency out of our dentist. So she rushed to Croydon to see an out-of-hours dentist. I got a call at 4:30. I was at work in my new job at the comic shop. More on that later, probably next episode. Uh, but I got a call at 4:30 from Louise saying we need to take her to St George's A and E because they have a max-fax um, specialist, Max Maxim Maxim. Maxillofacial.
1: That's what my dad go. did for his there you whole go. career. Yes, correct. Yes, yeah.
0: maxillofacial. They got a clinic. They got a, a unit there.
1: He was actually here, my dad, when it was happening and I was asking him about it. And he, he knew every, everything everything that happened, yeah. he said.
0: <laughs> so anyway, so I got the call saying, we need to take her, can you leave work? So I left work because the dentist wouldn't do anything without taking x-rays and she didn't have the means there uh, to take x-rays. And so we got to uh, St George's at six o'clock and went to A&E. They said one parent only. So my wife went in i went around the corner to it there was a little m s and then hospital grounds got some food after 25 minutes my wife phones me saying you might as well go home it's a three hour wait to see a doctor quick sidebar here it's about a 25 minute journey from uh, st george's in tooting back to my house that journey took me one hour 45 to get home because my as i tried to call the uber my phone ran out of battery so i could no longer call an uber so then i walked around tooting found tooting underground station and got an underground train to ballam because i know there's a direct train from ballam to where i live in wallington train strike no trains oh. uh, now i've got no wallet on me my phone is dead and i've got a watch that has four percent battery which i can use for contactless so i've got four percent if that bat phone runs out if that watch sorry runs out of battery i have i'm a hobo i have no money no card, no contactless, no way of getting home from London. So, I don't know what I do in that scenario. Um, but anyway, um, saw a minicab shop. I said, oh, minicab, please to Wallington." He said, no, no taxis, I've got nothing. I was like, brilliant. I said, well, where's the tra- where's the bus station? He said, over there. I said, no, it's a bus stand. Where's the bus station? Oh, I don't know. I was like, okay, fine. So, went back to Balham, got on the underground, went to Morden uh, at the end of the Northern Line, Went to get the 157 bus, which I know I have got before, but I got on the wrong bus. I got on the 154, uh, which took me where I wanted to go, but it was twice as long. So anyway, it was a one-hour 45 journey to get home. My watch literally just just had enough one percent as I scanned it onto the bus to get on um, the contactless. Anyway, got home, uh, called the missus, just asked what's going on, and it was four hours till they saw a doctor she got x-rayed at 10 p.m doctor said you've got a broken upper jaw just underneath the nose the i guess what's that the the i don't know something's called something um buckle buckle plate or buckle palate something um and uh also all four of your she's seven all four of her now adult teeth have all moved around inside the gum and are in a completely <laughs> the wrong positions like literally swapped around the teeth are swapped around places you're going to need emergency surgery Uh, I don't have an anaesthetist, I can do it right now with local. And my Uh. missus was like, you got about one chance in a billion of her accepting that you sticking needles in her mouth and pulling her teeth around while she's awake. So he said, fine, we're booking the surgery for tomorrow 8am. So luckily my neighbour was in, jumped in the car with the neighbour, we drove to the hospital, picked them up, drove back. Bless her little cotton socks. She was very brave, very tough, um, and wasn't crying or anything like that it was kind of like just her face though the the hardest thing for me and the wife was i couldn't recognize my daughter because her face was so swollen it was this is a different child uh and i couldn't look in her mouth because i didn't want to look at Mm. what the damage was i couldn't bring myself to you know and at the time it was like 9 p.m no it was on the sunday wife took her in for surgery at 8 a.m they didn't actually go down to surgery till 1 p.m. And I was a mess. I was on the living room floor crying to myself mm-hmm. because I was just like, what happens if the teeth don't survive? Or what happens if there's permanent facial damage? Or she yeah. needs reconstructive facial surgery. It's like, is she seven? What, yeah. you, what I couldn't, my brain couldn't comprehend how her life could change in a negative way if it doesn't go well. But anyway, she came out of surgery at about four o'clock. I went in to see her. She was in good spirits. The surgeon said the surgery went better than expected. And they moved, they reset all the teeth. They put a big bar uh, and composite across her teeth to hold them in place. Um, She had trouble speaking for about three days, just in terms of pronunciation, just not able to, you know, because the swelling was so bad. The swelling has now gone down. She now looks like my daughter again. Um, The teeth are looking okay. So fingers crossed, everything is, back to normal but they did say she will need lots of dental work going forward which is good but if they if the teeth can get a blood supply and they can save the teeth all good if not she'll need root canals but (sighs) but there you go that is my last few weeks i don't think there's
1: ever been a more pertinent time to say what a saga
0: (laughs) what a saga yeah (laughs) yeah
1: that is oh poor well all of you that's horrible yeah yeah so I'm glad she's on the mend
0: she's back at school um she got lots of preferential treatment when she went back to school everyone was very nice and kind to her uh she had two bodyguards walking around either side of her making sure no one jostled or or bumped into her so yeah oh god blimey that Uh, is I mean that's that's kids isn't it it's um that's kids have you had any serious stuff with yours i'd
1: say like the, the, the nothing like this ended up in hospital like that yeah. which would i'm sure i mean phoenix is really into skateboarding so hey I listen i see scout sure bombing around on that
0: balance bike oh and that God. man is he's going to be a daredevil uh, yeah. not as in the costume crime fire as in a stunt daredevil jumping the grand canyon and i hate to break it to you that man is going to be in an a and e yeah he is yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um he's probably had the most Smashes um, <laughs> out of all of them because he is truly wild. Um, had a really, like, not really didn't end up in hospital, but had a horrible instance of Phoenix going down a hill on a bike, um, couldn't stop, um, actually I can't even talk about it because it was horrendous, right um, towards a main road. Um, mm. His instincts kicked in and he, like, veered off into Lovely. a hotel car park. But that is the worst thing that has um, happened for sure. Um, yeah, I think everyone has some sort of scare. It's really it's horrible because I think it can then affect your willingness to like let them get back out in the world. Um, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. so something that I talked to quite a lot of parents about on my socials because I'm a really big advocate for like risk taking in play. It's really important, but when your kid inevitably at some point has an accident, after that it is you know you're on the edge like and yes. it's totally understandable um and I think that is actually one of the challenges is it's like you know we you know as humans we can recover from sort of japes and scrapes, even though you know it's not ideal at all, but it's like then how do you get back into you know getting stuck into the world again um yeah. it's just not it's not the same so yeah. i th- I really feel for you um it's, <laughs> well she's she. Horrible.
0: she... She, she went she went on a bike. She cy- did cycle to school one day last week. You That's know, that, really good, because that is um,
1: really brave. Because I so remember... It's like on your face, you know, yeah, it's like right yeah. there. Well,
0: her first... And again, this is the, the horrors of school. Her first instinct was, what are people going to say about me at school? Mm. You know, when she... But this is prior to surgery, when her face was all swollen, she couldn't speak. She was, you know, worried about either bullying or mm. people making fun or people talking about her, you know, that, mm. is, that is not good. But I, I had a similar, similar-ish in, in that I snapped my tooth off when I was round your producer husband's uh, house as a kid and I was, for some reason, his dad had swapped the back brake and front brake on his bike, the yeah. left and right. He put exactly. them in the different places. So I'm bombing down a hill, I jam on what I think is the back brake it's actually the front brake. So of course oh. I go flying over the handlebars, flying like Superman. All um, you lot seem to have face lost, planted, your teeth. Gav face lost his teeth as well. Gab was looking down while cycling at his gears, looked up, didn't see a parked car, went straight into the back of it. Oh, lost no. walked home carrying his two teeth in his hand, and then Corin Martin absolutely reamed him out when he got, What have you been doing? Like, there was no sympathy. Absolutely giving my bollocking. Um, Poodle. Yeah, oh. listen. Hey, we've chatted, we've uh, we've bantered. Now, we are going to talk about the comic, but we are going to segue a little bit because you teased it on the last episode. Uh, Bingo Lingo is still going to be around every now and again, but we're moving that aside because you want to do a new little segment, which is things you should know when you're 40, but you don't.
1: Correct. I, tu- mm. I am turning 40 next year, which I feel like when you're in your 40s, that is like actual true adult statement like if you were going to be like right where are the adults in the room right now you would look to the people that are in their 40s don't look above. at me
0: and your husband because <laughs> exactly. that you will not get forty year olds there. but
1: there's just like all these things that i don't know um that i okay. feel like i should that yes, someone might so... be like ask an adult in the room and yes. they'd ask me and i'd be like i don't know so i thought i would ask raise these questions on the
0: pod. Love it. Um, We need a name for this segment. People out there, if you're listening, you can contact us on whatasaga at gmail.com or get us on the Instagram. Uh, Come up with a cool name for this new segment uh, and we'll move ahead with that. But listen, you've got one or two for us today. What have you got?
1: Uh, Well, I can do two. I've got two. Um, Right. My first one is, is it actually okay to throw a banana skin into the bush?
0: Ooh. So you're talking, is it from a biodegradable point of view? Yeah,
1: because I was out on a hike the other day, and my friend, she just lobbed that banana skin in the bush, and I
0: thought... And you were like, wait a minute, that's bin bound, that should be in the bin.
1: Yeah, and when I'm out on a walk, sometimes if i got an orange or whatever, I'll be like, oh, well, I can put this back into the earth, but I always wait until there's no one near me, because I'm not actually sure Sure. if that's okay.
0: Well, that could be a waxed orange, you know, that... that, that might well here we go so we'll do some research we'll find out the the biodegrading time span on banana skin because i feel like that would be longer than an apple core
1: also if everyone did that the yeah. whole world would just be full of banana skins
0: we slipping up all over the place yeah uh, or maybe do also, animals eat it i take Definitely. i do I do take a little bit of issue or do I? I was thinking in the bush is one thing, but that could be dangling in a bush for a while. If yeah. it's flat on the ground, does that help with the biodegrading? If it's just suspended in an airy bush, is yeah. that gonna biodegrade at a similar rate?
1: Or do like animals come along and like eat what's on it? Is it good for them? Right, okay. Uh or so, they not be eating banana.
0: So well, I hope you weren't looking for me to answer that question because I don't know <laughs> I thought that's you that's acceptable. You're quite, you're quite into your eco-sustainability. Is it, yes, is it acceptable? And again, is the location different? If you're throwing it in a bush in the middle of a forest or woods, is that different to throwing it in your neighbour's bush? Yes. Or your own bush in your garden? Yes. Or a bush on the high street? Okay. Well, many questions have come out of this. We need answers, people. So write in and tell us what you think about the... Uh, the status of throwing away banana skins.
1: Banana in a bush.
0: Um, Do you want to save your next one for next week or you want to pop it out now?
1: I can do another one now if you want.
0: Sure, if you've got loads in your back pocket for future weeks.
1: Mate, I've got hundreds of these. (laughs) I don't even know know how I'm getting through life. (laughs) (laughs) Right, here's another one. I feel like you might know this. Okay, you're in a car, you're at a crossroads, and then there's someone opposite you, and you are both turning in the same direction. Who has right of way? Who goes first?
0: Well, it depends. If you're turning left, then you do.
1: No, you're both going the same way.
0: What do you mean you're so both? I'm going. Right. I thought there's someone opposite at you. Yeah. And... Yeah. So if you're you're opposite. Yeah. And you both want to go the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're turning right, yeah, then the other person has right of way. If you're turning oh. left, you have right of way.
1: Okay, so if you're left, you get to go first.
0: I think. I think. Yeah. If you're going to yes. turn left, you're well, going you to go first. But if you're, sure. oh no, because of course the other person's turning left. Mm. No, so you're turning right and they're turning left. Yes. Yeah, So they would have. I think left turn always takes precedence.
1: So whoever is turning left can go first.
0: Yeah. Now watch you get in an accident and blame me. That's what's going to happen.
1: Well, no, I won't, because I just do this awkward, like, just look at them and be like, eh.
0: right. Now I think because they have to cross the road. If you're turning left, you're naturally hugging still the left-hand lane, mm. whereas they have to actually cross over mm. the road to get their mm. turn. Does that make sense? Yeah. We'll draw it on a piece of paper and we'll put it up on the social yeah. media to explain what we mean. But you know, lovely. And-
1: As we've established, it is a confusing time to be an adult.
0: How have you got through life so far? I don't know. No. Luck. Happenstance. Yeah. Well done. Mess. Okay. Um, Believe it or not, this podcast's main focus is talking about a comic book. Uh, And it is issue 11 of Saga we are now going to go and talk about. Quick recap of 10. What happened? I don't know. Uh, Oh, yes. I flicked back. Lioncat got blown out of the spaceship because there was some giant baby dragon thing in a planet yeah. that uh exploded and that's right yeah um read it yourself you've read it people you're going back and read number 10 yeah uh, they
1: were floating through space and we were absolutely devastated yeah as if you, imagine your kid
0: characters. getting hit in the face with a wobble board that's yeah. about what we were feeling when we saw a lion cat coming out of a spaceship
1: exactly so now we're on to 11 chapter yes. 11
0: Chapter 11, let's look at the cover. Uh, I think we briefly said we'd flicked forward, we we didn't discuss it, but this cover, I like it. It's Bar, Marco's dad, and he is doing some seamstressing, or he is sewing, or he's got these beautiful floral pastely flowers around him. Lovely cover.
1: Yeah, it's very sort of portrait. I like how he has these feminine touches, like he's got this very sort of very thin gentle thread um and these like flowers around him but he's also this big like man massive horns and he had we've seen him in all his armor and i like that i like that he's um yeah they're sort of exploring his his masculinity
0: i love his expression here the laser focus from his eyes Mm -hmm. concentrating but the kind of that it's a downturned mouth but it's almost like a happy contented he does look mouth. very happy yeah because
1: yeah. he's sewing he's sewing isn't he for the little baby he's doing
0: something for hazel yeah yeah yeah
1: it's his grandparent yeah sort of yeah so a lovely
0: goodness. a lovely feel good floating floral moment there we look across <laughs> the other page and it's pretty aggressive
1: it's a full page bonking yep is this why dave isn't here this week
0: he was a bit embarrassed to discuss this one yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, they weren't sure if they it was possible, were they, between the two different species? But um, everything appears to be in full working order there.
0: Yes. Yes. This is what is this? This is like modified cowgirl position, is it? Yeah. He
1: does look a little
0: bit like he's doing a poo. Yeah. I mean, that is a, just a, an exp- a, a sexual facial expression, <laughs> I guess. She is grabbing onto his horns she for dear has life. Got
1: those horns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's it's an image of them two having sex, I guess. It's a
1: flashback, isn't it?
0: It is a flashback, yes, because you find that... Well, you don't know that... I guess it would be a bit weird for them to now be suddenly having sex when their parents are on the spacecraft, uh, yeah. etc. But yes, we do find out that it's a flashback because this is potentially the moment when Hazel was conceived. Yes, yep. And yeah, I mean, where do you where do you want to start here?
1: Well, they go through they go through the conception, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, we have this like very real sort of human uh, moment where he's like, "What? Are you kidding? I thought you told me to finish inside you." <laughs> She's like, "That was sexy, Alana. Yeah. She's a crazy person." And the <laughs> horror, the horror of the risk of conception yes. sets in.
0: But that's just one-sided because he is still happy and smirking and he, it's almost like not that he planned it but he's not feeling the the panic and fear like she is
1: no he wants it he
0: wants he, it he wants yeah. you know the kid and there's a nice little bit where she says a child isn't a symbol it's a ch- uh, a child isn't a symbol it's a child yeah. because he's kind of he says i know it wouldn't be easy but is there a better symbol for this new terrifying for this terrifying new piece that you and i forged than a child so he's kind of thinking we can hold this baby up as the the messiah of the union of our two races and she can be a, a figurehead and and um alana's just like a kid's a kid stop trying to put yeah. titles and labels yeah. on her already for this unborn thing
1: yeah i think this is quite a nice sort of parallel to um how maybe people think about babies as like you know fixing their relationship or solving their problems or whatever it might be and how two people can be sort of at totally different ends of the spectrum of that like you know you sort of really romanticize that idea and then obviously like at the other end the sort of reality of like no she's like what does she say it's it needs apple sauce and play pens and an ass load of other things that we can't provide while we're on the goddamn lamb I wasn't sure what lamb meant but I assume it meant run correct um, yes. yeah um so yeah I think that's a, that's 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 a kind of relatable relationship narrative that I think um yeah I sort of took out of that that kind of idea of like romanticism versus realism when it comes to the idea of thinking of having a baby
0: yes yeah yeah uh Oh, yeah. And then, you know, when, when she said, did you finish inside me? He kind of closes off that two-page spread with, just to be clear, your exact words to me were, please shoot it in my twat.
1: It's beautiful language. <laughs> shoot it in my twat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Americans say twat. Do they? Possibly. I could it's very mistakenly. Alana, though. I love, she yeah. has
1: these kind of, like, she, she just has this sort of real, like, hard shell of just yes. like badass but then yeah. underneath it inside she's also got this sort of she's very she's quite philosophical I think and she's yeah. really sort of yeah down to earth and um yeah <laughs> the, I think the language used there really yes. sort of emphasizes that cut with her faces where you know she's a lot sort of like softer and she's really sort of thinking about the implications of this.
0: Yeah and as a, as a creative piece of work here from a non- well, you are. I'm not, I'm no longer going to label you a non-comic reader because you are a comic reader. Welcome to the fraternity. Now, this kind of language and these scenes would have been completely alien to you, you know, three months ago in terms of what you would have expected out of a comic. Yeah. Is that, is that fair to say? I did
1: want to ask because I thought, oh, hang on a minute. Is this a thing in the comic scene? Is there quite a lot of basically soft porn material?
0: I would say there are some publishers... Uh, a publisher called dynamite which definitely does a lot of tit and ass a lot of tna kind of comics which are over sexualized
1: mm. it's very yeah i mean it's a very fantasy medium isn't it so when i saw that i thought oh i bet there's loads of fantasy I, th- th- I
0: i i would and that was a thing in the 90s there was definitely a mm. uh, um, an uptick in artists who were drawing you know big breasted women and scantily clad ladies and stuff like that and that has kind of especially in superhero stuff, but that has definitely taken a downturn there that does still happen but there are a lot more you know quote realistic artists who kind of draw mm. people as they are people rather than over exaggerated versions of them Mm. but in general comics I would say not you know there's nothing to this level in general comics you know of this kind of language or this graphic nature I would say this is more at the the polar end of the extremes Mm. especially especially for a book which is kind of mainstream
1: yeah it is an interesting medium to explore the the sort of intricacies of relationship with fantasy when i was um in my sort of research days i did a project with uh teenage girls or tween teen girls it was in america actually and i was going around sort of doing these like accompanied trolls with them around it was in new york these these are the days chief Um, (laughs) and this this girl i remember her so well she was just she was always drawn back to anime. And it was like, the study was about like, like what media they were into and shows and films and like nothing had a hold over her um, as anime did. And the reason was, as we sort of, as I sort of managed to dig into it a bit, it's like it it was able to tread this sort of, this walk, this tightrope between pushing the boundaries in terms of that like, essentially sexual fantasy and relationships, but also being... You know not too just not not too much um right. and it was almost like the way that she was consuming it through the sort of illustrations and the graphics and the story it sort of was really immersing her in what she wanted to do she's a okay. teenage girl which is you know sort of look have a window into the future but in a way that was quite um manageable for her to handle it was yeah. really interesting
0: yeah and i think i think that that is interesting i think this is to to be clear on what I think is going on here is they're not putting this language or these graphic sexual scenes in to to be a sexual fantasy for readers no. or to be a, to sell books. They're putting it in because it's fun and it's part of, it's, they want that to be part of the story of the journey that these characters are on, whereas a lot of those other books that I was talking about that just put tits and ass out there are purely to sell books or to, you know, just to create this Sexual fantasy for certain yeah. members. No, it doesn't feel like that readers, readers, at all. But this and is, yeah.
1: This relationship is it's messy. Like it's seriously, <laughs> it's all over the place, and it, it and it totally make sense that we see those aspects of their intimacy as well. And I actually think it really does help to sort of get to know them more and to, you know, we sort of constantly peeling back the layers, aren't we, with all these backstories that we're getting. Um, And it didn't feel like it was... Cheap. Yeah, no, it didn't at all. No. And I was, I don't think I even... Obviously, you see the the full splash and you're like, oh, hello. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel... You know shoved in or yeah it, it was very much and like line. you say
0: to to get to the real characters you know you want the real dialogue that they probably would have said at the time because uh, you know maybe a lot in comics or other fiction it feels a little bit choreographed or stilted or you know would they actually have said that would they have said something different so trying to make people talk like real people is a real skill yeah in writing
1: and this conversation that they have afterwards is a really important one, I feel. And the fact that we have um, sort of had the the sort of <laughs> the look, if you like, at what happened before, um, it almost like loops us into the chat more deeply. So this kind of um, you know, oh, you know, I said I wanted that. I didn't want that. But I actually want a baby. No, it's not just a symbol. It's this. Like, this is a really important conversation. I feel For in sure. the story, and I feel like it's actually quite clever that they brought us right in to the act of lovemaking, and then suddenly we're in this like this moment afterwards where it's like gone from like full passion to like yep. what the fuck are we
0: doing? Yeah, decision time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get the you know next page. You get them talking about names. And he says, uh, oh, I always fancy calling my son Bar, like a tavern, like a soap. <laughs> my father's name is Bar. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and then you I love this, and this little
1: like whisper from Hazel that says, in that moment, my mother prayed with all her might that their firstborn would be a girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some dreams really do come true oh, as the shooting star. Now, I had, I had a it's list of great. boys' names, um, which all got vetoed by Louise. Uh, I had achilles apollo um i had archimedes i had lots of wild names and she was vetoed Why did all. they
1: all begin with a did they have to begin with A? oh they
0: didn't all begin with a <laughs> uh, remington remington oh. stride i mean oh. if that kid's not famous then, then no chance but anyway yeah. um yeah so that's that bit we obviously cut back to the rocket ship where shenanigans are going down and you also get here the culmination of the Lion Cat scene as well, because obviously, don't forget, he had been jettisoned out to space, yep. and we said we would stop reading. I think if Lion Cat proved to be dead, <laughs> but luckily, and is this, this is not really explained how, but the Will kind of jumps out of the split in the spacecraft, gets Lion Cat, uses his lance to kind of anchor and draw himself back in. Yeah. So, do we think that? The will has some kind of extra abilities that let him survive in space for an ex- a short period of time. Or is that even possible? I don't know. My astrophysics.
1: I don't know. He, just, he seems to be able to do everything, doesn't he?
0: Yes. He's yeah.
1: almost indestructible. Mm. That's yeah. what he seems to be. The way he he sort of goes out of the uh, the hole in the spaceship. That's lovely. He's he kind of flying. jumps. He
0: he bends down to a crouch and then yeah. almost springs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, His head's shooting right up, like he knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rescue that cat.
1: I think he's been out there before. In space? Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. He looks confident. He does, he does, yeah, yeah.
1: There's another bit before that where um, Isabel is talking about, because she sees the Will's spaceship. Correct. um, And it sort of, I don't know, it sort of maybe drifts past her her window. um, And she says oh, Mr. Fussy must have totally zapped that other ship, those poor bastards. And Alana's like, what are you on about? Like, those are the ones that shot at us. And she says, I realise they were probably just more asshole freelancers trying to off you guys, but seriously, outer outer is the worst place to eat it. I hope they go fast is all. Is there a word
0: missing there? Should it be outer space is the worst place to eat it? No, I think
1: she just calls it outer. All right, okay. Yeah. I think that's what right. she calls it. But she has this like deep, deep connection to dying yes. and death and like how you go and what happens next. And you can see that in her face and in her words and how she says, I just hope they go fast is all. Um, I thought that was like a really a kind of, an uh, I found that really interesting build of her character and how she, I mean, she is a, a ghost, isn't she? Um which I keep forgetting, um, and her relationship to to death is obviously something that is still very like poignant and melancholy yeah. to her. Um, and it kind of reminded me about like what is going to happen with her. Like, is is she yeah. something gonna? Is she gonna come back? Is she always dead? Like, what is going on with her? Um, yeah. I'd kind of forgotten little bit about her origins and and
0: well she obviously had a traumatic deathly experience because she is severed at the waist she is with her intestines hanging hanging out out. so she it was obviously a bad scene Mm. and she went through all that trauma Mm. and because she quote lived to tell the tale or came back in some form she's obviously got like you said recollections of Mm. the experience of death and dying. And she doesn't wish that on anyone so or, wish or, it on anyone. or if yeah. they're gonna go go quick so you know she's she's there's a heart of gold in there and you know but like you said what happens when that bond with hazel has to be severed or yeah. you know one you will live one you will die or what you know whatever it was that's going to be a big moment coming up mm. but yes yes that's well spotted on that
1: but in the meantime we have this what do you call this where there's no words it's a double page no word spread of the will clawing his way back onto the ship
0: yeah i'm I'm not sure it has a specific name but we can (laughs) try and give it one pictures pictures (laughs) wordless pictures it's (laughs) lovely but he's got beef with i'm just going to cut forward a couple of pages he's got major beef he's got major beef with Gwendolyn. let me find that because then what does he say He's like, arms crossed, she's dead. He's talking about Slave Girl. The Void took a toll on her, but I think your Slave Girl will live. She better, or I will let Lioncat do what she wants to you. So he's now blaming Gwendolyn for any any, um, harm that befalls Slave Girl. Yeah. Because, why? Because just because she...
1: Well, she fired that missile, didn't she? She fired
0: the missile, which in effect, yeah, caused them to be in this pickle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're flying around with a massive hole in their spaceship here
0: yeah i wonder if there's some kind of internal you know well when i look at that page where he says she's dead the top panel has kind of got like a blue down so i wonder if they've mm. some sort of internal force field to seal that gap do you think mm. maybe
1: what i do like about this page is that lion cat looks very healthy
0: oh yes yes i'm ready to do some damage to Gwendolyn.
1: yeah she's very chill
0: should the need arise yeah yeah um We'll jump back a bit because we did get a scene down in the belly of the beast, down in the, the bottom of the rocket ship, because they need to stoke the fires to get this sucker moving a bit faster. Mm-hmm. And they're debating on what, what fuel they can feed it. And Marco does something a little bit unexpected. Well, he uh, lobs that helmet in. He lobs the helmet, which lets them trans, transpose, trans-teleport, whatever, to locations. And he is throwing that in the fire.
1: Because his mum is trying to say put the helmet on and get out of here
0: yeah but the key part here is she says you need to take your daughter and abandon ship there is no mention of taking Alana Mm. so I think there's still beef there she's like you and the kid leave the rest of us will stay here the rest of us i.e. me your father Alana and the ghost yeah so there's gonna be words had there um
1: but no, he puts the magic hat in the in the fire. Yes, and he he keeps doing this, doesn't he? Because he's already smashed his sword. Yep, he's just like got these highly valuable, yes.
0: passed down magical yeah. things. He's smashing them. He's burning them. Yep. <laughs> it's almost like he's got the constant hump, but in a way of like, no, I know what's. But I'm going to do this, almost because I know it's going to piss someone else off, or but, because yeah. I'm righteous and this is the right thing to do.
1: Yeah. Also, very symbolic of almost like breaking the generational cycle. Like these are traditional passed down. These are the way that we've always done it. These are the tools that we've always used. He is literally smashing them burning them to find another way.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We do also find out Marco's mum's name, because bar says they did it Marco and Clara got us back on the move. So it's Clara, Clara and bar. And Bar, again, love Bar because they're in a lot of trouble. They're going too fast. The ship's falling apart and he puts his fingers out and he does some extraterrestrial stitching I of some kind. I
1: love this bit. Yeah. I really love this bit. Yeah, he's got, he's like stitching it up with magic threads.
0: Yeah. He's yeah, look at it. He's keeping his spaceship together. Amazing. I thought little bit, I, I winced a little bit on the cheese here when Alana says, Bar, be careful, your heart and dot 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 and he cuts her off is down in the engine room oh i love that because
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was like oh no he's gonna go he's gonna referring go anyway. to his good lady I wife obviously. It when, um, isabel's like the old dude's stunt is totally working
0: and or not
1: <laughs> actively harming us <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's cool uh there's too many good good characters especially in this issue that you know Ah, but he says, I was never a great father to that boy, but I was always loyal to his mother. That probably counts for something, right? And you're like, is the right. I-, I didn't think we were going to get him dying in this issue. Oh, I did. Did you really?
1: Yeah, when he said that heart thing, I thought, us oh, is it. He's going. Yeah. Cause it's his heart that's the problem isn't it
0: his heart's the problem he strained it with his uh, his weaving to get yeah. them out you know his, his final good deed
1: not many people have died sewing
0: <laughs> no not many people have died sewing <laughs> Had and a heart uh, attack sewing i'm 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 sad that we lost bar we, we hardly knew him
1: yeah i'm sad that we lost him he's good
0: yeah yeah and <sighs> they come up on the scene marco and clara uh, i think they're still arguing Um, Marco saying we'll find you another home don't worry and then they come across Alana trying to do resuscitation on bar and uh, Isabel's just I'm so sorry Marco and you know bad times and then interestingly we get a little flashback here and it's very interesting because it's it's like a three-page flash or two-page flashback of Marco and his dad but it's all in Uh, you know a non-decipherable language Mm. all the text balloons which is very interesting
1: we don't know what it says at all no it's kind of use our imagination yeah so
0: let's let's try and do that then so what's happening here so we've got a young Marco sitting on the floor shouting at his dad who is kind of happily smiling there's a giant grasshopper with a saddle on in the foreground Uh, so what's the conversation they're having here i
1: think he's like i fell off it i don't want to do it i think chief they're doing risky play
0: love it (laughs) love it
1: and his dad's like oh come on get on it he's like no i don't want to get on it and then bar's doing a little
0: little you have to try don't be defeated by you know and then a little sulk then he gets back on fine i'll do it and bars like yeah fist pump you can do it boy and then he does do it. He rides and then he flies in the air. And he's and joyful. Everyone's happy. Bar's happy. And you see the look on Marco's face. I did it, Dad. I did it. Because mm. I'm saying patro, maybe Dad. Kind of, you know. Um, and then it's a nice reflection for... He's mm. At least his memory was of a good memory of yeah. his dad in that instance. Yeah.
1: It's the riding the bike. Learning to ride a bike. Yeah. Or a grasshopper. Then, yeah. Yeah. And passage moment
0: yeah yeah and then you know i guess again it's again clever storytelling here because they could have spent an issue of grieving and funeral and stuff like that but literally there's a, a hazel flash forward piece where she sort, you know text piece where she says the next morning they cremated my grandfather in the belly of our ship yeah. i still have a scrap of the outfit he made for me um i use it as a bookmark
1: yeah, there's there's a lot of um book references, I've realised. Yeah. In saga. There's we've had I think there was an opening of one of the chapters that sort of said keep reading. That's right. And we yeah. know that Lana's obsessed with Alana's obsessed with her book. Um yeah, I feel like there's quite a lot of like little little in in references to the love literature. Of reading. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, how how did you find this one overall? I loved this one. Yes.
1: Yeah, really like this chapter. It was action packed, um, sexy. Yep. And sad. We had, and, we, and sad, we had a death. There was a lot going on.
0: Favorite character? Able to pinpoint one from this or bar, bar. heart yeah. attack from sewing or yeah. a ledge? Yeah, I, I think there's no other choice than bar for this. And co parent rating, how'd you feel? Isabel didn't really feature, uh, sorry, Hazel didn't really feature that much from a needing to be no. parented point of view. I
1: think. Um, Oh yeah I think there's there's still some there's still this tension isn't there with the in-laws and yes Alana, well, the in law in law yeah because yeah. when you know when she wants to comfort Marco after the death of his dad and he just runs past her yes um and and Isabel says right now he needs to be with his people and that's a little bit like oh. well she is his people now so yeah. it's like you
0: say it's a bit of a dagger yeah you know but you know, yeah, the, the whole—I think the whole—the whole saga is going to be about relationships and how they change and how they develop and yeah. all that dynamic. So interesting. Uh, Let's—I'm just going to flick forward to look at the cover for twelve. Ah, Prince back. Robot.
1: We haven't seen him for ages.
0: Okay, we won't discuss it till next week. But look at the splash page and look what's on his screen.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's something we'll have to discuss. <laughs> yeah a little, <laughs> little little
1: something we didn't know there about Prince
0: robot <laughs> wowzers um, um okay that's lodged in the memory banks there for the rest of the <laughs> week <laughs> but listen uh we had a great time this was a great episode um yeah uh, no, no reference to Dave not being on it for it being great. It's been It's actually been poorer for Dave not being on it. But
1: Now we can get Dave to like email in questions. Yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah. will actually
0: email us. Yeah, please do email us. Uh, Emma begs most weeks. It's whatasaga at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Instagram, which is also whatasaga. If the fine people want to find your good stuff, where can they do it?
1: At playful underscore den. And I have had some messages to some of my followers there have hopped on this journey lovely welcome yeah. aboard
0: people we're, yeah. we're joyous to have you with us on this journey yeah it's great lovely apologies on the uh couple of weeks off but we will hopefully be back on a regular schedule going forward so look for this to drop every wednesday morning uh to start your day off in the right way by listening to this podcast you can find the chief stuff over at armor on facebook youtube or instagram anything else we need to shout out or do not sure if you want to sponsor the show reach out you can happily we'll happily take that sponsorship if you want to do that but yeah there you go um i think that's it for this week then we have been the what a saga crew make sure you have a good week make sure you don't have a saga unless listen unless it's listening to this fine podcast or reading this comic book we will catch you down the road goodbye (laughs)